meeting discreetly and uh, obviously for the reason that they had great fear for their, for their safety. Um, and certainly to, to take that point further, Stan stressed that both whistle, whistleblowers and their wives would want to leave the country before any publication of uh, information concerning the emails uh, were to be published. Uh, they would want to get out of the country uh, before that would happen. And did he say what they would need in order to achieve that aim? Well, what they would need would be funds which would enable both of them uh, to live in exile, if we can use that term, but also since certainly in both of their minds there was a good chance that they would never return to South Africa. Because I should mention also that in both of their minds they weren't confident necessarily that the outcome would be the political, political change that would establish a commission of this nature. So certainly in their minds they envisaged that they may never return to South Africa and what they both needed was uh, sufficient enablement funds which would, so that they could begin to build new careers outside of South Africa and build new lives for themselves outside of South Africa. Was there any understanding reached between yourself and Stan and John at that meeting in regard to the detail of any financial support to enable them to live outside the country? The understanding was that we, we agreed that a period of two years uh, would give them an opportunity to re-establish themselves, but also we felt that a period of two years would be sufficient to see which way the wind blows in South Africa and whether that which appeared to be happening, and I think was happening and we know was happening, uh, could be reversed and we could achieve a different uh, political context and environment in South Africa within that two-year period. And uh, that agreement was something which really was from the date that they left, the time that they left South Africa. Um, do you know when they left South Africa? It was June, June July uh, last year. So when would that period of two years expire? June, July next year. June, July 2019. Did you make any undertaking at the conclusion of the meeting or during the meeting in regard to funding? I did. Um, I understood their situation completely and uh, I said that I would speak to people that I know, contacts that I have, uh, to try and find South Africans who, with whom one would have to explain what this was all about uh, to get donations uh, so that uh, one could in fact indeed enable them to, to leave for two years. What else was discussed then at that meeting? What was also discussed at that stage was in our own minds, we were not sure uh, how, what, what would be the best strategy and the best approach in building this public pressure uh, to which would then enable civil society to speak out and to demand that uh, there be public accountability. 
And there were various options I mean, that were discussed, and we literally considered everything. Should one take these overseas and get pressure for international pressure? Should it be done within the country? Should one give it to all the media overnight? Uh, should one rather embark on a process, which is the one we eventually decided upon, uh, to, you know, to, to get experts uh, to, to study and to prepare um, well-thought-through articles, uh, which in turn would be published and slowly build, build the sort of pressure. And this would require very, very responsible um, uh, journalism. Were you concerned about the safety of the devices concerned, the original hard drive and the clone that you'd learnt about? Absolutely. Um, uh, we obviously were concerned that uh, either Stan or whoever is in possession of these hard drives may well uh, be identified and uh, that they could be confiscated. So uh, that, was, that was a deep concern. Did you meet with Stan again on the 1st of March, 2017? Um, I did, yes. What happened at that meeting? Let me just get to that meeting again. Thank you. There were so many meetings. Um, um, well, one has to just go back a step, and that is to say that um, clearly I knew that I would need uh, more than uh, CDs and that I would in fact need something more, hard drives with more information on them and uh, so at that meeting on the second, uh, on the first of March um, having made the request earlier on, I was handed uh, two hard drives. Just to clarify, because it can become confusing and will become a little more complex as we go through your evidence, the CDs had copies of some of the files on the original that is correct. data set yep. in the hard drives. Yes. You. The hard drives themselves, however, which you talk about now, were more comprehensive in their content. Yeah. They had copies of the recovered files on the original hard drive that was being held in safe, that were being held in, in safekeeping. So they had much more information on them. Uh, I should mention also that both of those were password protected, and uh, I was at that stage not given the password. Right. Now, these two hard drives that you are referring to, was it agreed between you and Stan how they would be dealt with? Yeah. So now we're meeting on a regular basis and, as I said, taking all sorts of safety precautions but have no idea whether we're being observed or um, listened to. And uh, what we agreed was that uh, neither he nor I should have possession of uh, either of those which contained evidence which, uh, which clearly was very relevant to, to, to the emails, uh, re very relevant to the um, allegations of, of state capture. So what we agreed was that I would take one abroad 
at least get something out of South Africa's jurisdiction so that if indeed there was a swoop and uh, they were seized uh, ostensibly for justifiable reasons by authorities who had another agenda um, and uh, at least there would be one copy abroad and the second copy I did not want to retain possession of and that copy I gave to a friend um, who I've also known for, for many years, Mark Hayward, who is, as we know, a well-known social activist. And I arranged to meet him very discreetly and handed over the second um, hard drive. Did you make any request to Mr. Hayward? Yes. Um, we all associate uh, Mark Hayward also with the Save South Africa campaign. Um, I assumed that through that he would have access to potential funders. I was still looking for the money that was required and I asked him if he would speak to his contacts to see whether he could help also with, uh, with fund fundraising. In regard to the probable or possible authenticity of the emails or otherwise, did you uh, consider that position and if so take any steps yes um, at this stage all we've really got is what I've seen content of the of the CDs obviously what we needed uh, chair was for people with expertise particularly and we're talking about expertise in Gupta affairs to view a much, much more sort of many, many more emails um, and for them to assess as far as they could the, the, author, the authenticity um, of the emails. And at that stage, I did know that um, both Daily Maverick and Amabungani um, were leaders in investigative journalism and I also knew that Stefans uh, Brummer was uh, probably the expert in, in Gupta affairs. He'd been writing about the Guptas for three or four, maybe even five years at that stage. Um, so I also needed access uh, to, to them and I asked um, Mark Hayward if he knew either or both of them, and he was able to very quickly make, enable me to make contact, or through him to make contact, with uh, Branko Brickich, uh, who was the editor-in-chief of Daily Maverick. Brickich is spelled B-R-K-I-C. That is correct. Did you meet with Mr. Brickich? I certainly did. Um, very soon after uh, I'd met with, uh, well, maybe not very, but certainly some time after I'd met with, with, uh, with Hayward. Um, and uh, I mean, maybe before I talk about that meeting, I wanted to inform uh, Brickich about the hard drive and also discuss with him their ability uh, to analyze the emails and to give a prima facie view. Um, but I need to go back a step uh, 
at that stage, um, we were still not looking at making available the actual hard drives. Um, we were still only going to be making available the CDs um, because uh, the, hard drive, the availability of hard drives would come at a later stage. You say you did meet with Mr. Brickage. Yes, um, I met with him on two occasions, uh, quickly after one another. The first one was really to, to, to be introduced to him uh, and for me to tell him what we believed we had and to ask whether he felt that they would be able to do an analysis. And at that stage, it was to be of the, the CDs. Uh, understandably, at that first meeting, he wanted, he asked if he could see the CDs, um, which I did not take with me, and we met again shortly thereafter. And at that second meeting, I handed him the, uh, the CD. Do you know what he did with that CD? He shared the content of that CD with uh, Bruma who is the, the, the co-founder of Amabungani. It's the Amabungani Center for Investigative uh, Journalism. So they then perused those two CDs, and within a few days, Chair, they reverted to me advising that the emails fitted very well with the Gupta investigations and articles that they'd been written over a number of years, where, for example, they'd written articles and certain stuff wasn't there and they speculated and now suddenly they would read an email which would fill in a gap uh, in respect of which they just did not possess previously. All right. Did they, or was an opinion about the authenticity of the emails expressed to you? And before you answer that question, we don't necessarily ask you to rely on that opinion. So it may be given no. as part of the Thank you. Uh, evidential narrative. Yeah. Um, in their view, the authenticity of the emails was highly probable. That was their sort of prima facie view, just purely on looking at the, uh, at the CDs. And uh, at that meeting, uh, did anything occur in relation to the well-being of the whistleblowers? Yes. Um, and here we're talking about the second meeting with, with Brickage. Um, I raised with, uh, with Brickage the question of uh, the need for, for funds, um, and uh, he certainly understood, motivated why, and he understood clearly, and he too said that uh, he would uh, speak to uh, some of his contacts. Did meetings take place between yourself and Stan during the course of March 2017? At that stage, we were meeting fairly regularly, um, or regularly, uh, essentially because you, partly we were building this mutually trustful relationship, um, but also he knew that some information was out there uh, in taken off the CDs. Uh, he was also feeling insecure because he, at that stage, did not have security funding. And so we met regularly to talk about what we were doing, what I was doing, people that I'd approached 
for uh, to request for for funds. And were those efforts successful? Relatively um, successful. The fundraising efforts. Yes. In time, they were uh, certainly in time for for the whistleblowers to uh, to leave the country. Um, there were ups and downs. There were promises that did not uh, materialise, but there were others that that certainly did. And I need to emphasise, obviously, that until such time as there was security in that sense, um, Standard made it quite clear that uh, he would not provide me with the password in relation to those two hard drives, which I had been handed, one of which was overseas and the other of which was being held by, uh, by uh, Mark Haywood. During or around March 2017, then, did Stan and you agree what interaction there should be with the investigative journalist you'd mentioned? We, we did. The investigative journalists, for two reasons. One, they were wanting to see much more. But secondly, Branko uh, Brickich, who was attempting to, to raise funds, and obviously those that he was speaking to needed to hear from him more about the, the authenticity of these emails, uh, were putting pressure on me to get access to the uh, password code of, the, um, of those uh, hard drives, of the hard drive that was uh, in, in the country. At this stage, the communications with the investigative journalists, were they aimed at immediate publication or were they aimed at further investigation? They were not aimed at, at publication. Um, for two reasons, they understood fully that there was no way that anything could be published until the whistleblowers were out of the country. And secondly, um, being investigative journalists, they both wanted to become as au fait as possible with the content of if possible, the entire 300,000 emails, which is probably an impossible task, but certainly with as many as possible that related to the stories that they felt would, would be uh, hugely um, helpful in, in taking the whole process forward. So the, the, uh, the plan then was that if they got the, the email, uh, the uh, password and code, um, that would purely be for the purposes of further investigations, but not of, of publication. Did you attempt to persuade Stan then to reveal the password and code? I did. Um, and some success at that stage was achieved in raising some funds. Um, so funds began to come in. And he then also understood that in order for those that had been approached to raise the bulk of the funds, uh, they would need to be convinced that these um, emails, and not just copies of, on CDs, but the, much more, indeed were authentic. And for that reason, uh, he agreed, for those reasons, he agreed to provide the uh, password 
in order for um, uh, Brickage to gain access and Wangani to, ga to gain access to the, uh, the hard drive. Right. And did that happen? Yes. Was that, access granted to that, Mr. That, Brickage? That, that indeed uh, happened. Um, and uh, I retrieved the hard drive in South Africa from Mark Haywood and subsequently I made the content of that hard drive available to, uh, to Brickage. Uh, and um, shortly thereafter, I provided them with password and code so that they could then access the content. Did they revert to you? They certainly did. Uh, within a few days, I received a very positive response, uh, Chair, from uh, both, both Brickage and Brummer uh, in regard to the, the content of the, the hard drive that remained in South Africa. Um, <laughs> Did they tell you what they intended to do? Uh, yeah, at that stage, um, in accordance with our thinking and their own thinking, their plan was to put together a significant team of the most experienced investigative journalists in South Africa and for them all to sit day and night going through this trove of emails and to put an entire story together, to identify certain themes, uh, certain particular events, and uh, in fact to locate themselves outside of South Africa, because they too were concerned that uh, if they were sitting with this hard drive that had at that stage been opened, and they were doing this work, and tomorrow they started publishing one article that there was a possibility either the law enforcement agencies or the hawks or whomsoever might come in and confiscate. So their plan was to actually take all of this and do the exercise abroad and then start incrementally publishing from abroad. Do you know what their anticipation was in regard to the date from which publication would start? They were looking at beginning publications around about September. 2017. 2017, which was sort of three, four months after um, they were given access. Was there another advantage in delaying publication, well, the other particularly advan in relation to Stan and John? Absolutely, yeah. The, the, the other advantage was that... Uh, for both Stan and John, it was easier said than done. Leave South Africa tomorrow. Um, they had lives that they needed to sort of close off here. Um, there was much that had to be done. There were, there were wives that, that had lives that also needed to be wound up. And bearing in mind that there was a prospect that at that stage they would leave South Africa permanently. And, um, you know, as much as I was putting pressure, you need to, to leave sooner rather than later, as were um, uh, all of us. Uh, certainly, uh, I know the, the journalists, too, that we were working with, uh, we just were struggling to, to get to that point. So it just gave them more time to close off their lives and get, put everything together in order to leave South Africa. So that delay really actually helped 
the, the, uh, that particular exercise? At, at this stage, mid-2017, can you give the Chair at least your impression of how many people would have known about what we've referred to as the Gupta emails? Well, there were really very few. Um, there were people that, uh, that I have told, as I've already indicated. Um, certain members of my family knew, because I felt that I needed to share that with them. Um, there were people that were being approached for funding, and they knew. Uh, and of course, the, the uh, Abu Bungani, Daily Maverick, uh, a number of people within those confines knew. A very, I would say, confined, smallish circle, but enough to enable the work to be done. And may I just add to that point, I think, the fact that, um, that much of this is being heard for the first time today would indicate that, um, that those who knew, uh, certainly those that knew about my identity, never spoke about it. You've told Mr. Chair that publication um, would commence around September 2017 after a thorough investigative uh, process had been taken uh, or had taken place at the hands of investigative journalists. Uh, you've also told uh, the Chair that there was some urgency in relation to Stan and John and their families leaving South Africa yeah. uh, for safe residence abroad. What happened during this period uh, in relation to your knowledge of the legality of uh, Stan's possession of the original hard drive and potential challenges to his possession? Uh, again, Mr. Chair, if I may interject, uh, the witness will tell of certain opinions received, but we will only ask you to rely on legal submissions made by us. Thank you. I've been ad-libbing a lot of this evidence. Which paragraph are we on? I just want to make sure that I'm <laughs> where, where I should 47. be. 47. Thank you. Um, uh, if uh, you are satisfied that we've dealt with the material before that, um, we can go on. If you're not, please. Yeah. No, I think I'm, I'm happy with that. We, I, I believe we me. have. Yeah. So this is now April, and uh, you know, things are moving along, and we're soon going to have access to the content of this hard drive, more than just the CDs. I needed to take legal advice on the legality of Stan's possession, which would also have a bearing on my possession and anybody else's possession, um, which I did. I took legal advice uh, during the course of, of April, and the advice I got was by the nature of the facts which I can't reveal, but which were presented to senior counsel, um, that the uh, Stan's possession of the hard drive was indeed legal, lawful. Um, and in relation to the content of the 
of the hard drives, which is a different issue in law, as we know, that the, the publication of the content would be in the public interest, assuming that the content was indeed what, what it um, purported to be. We may need to clarify, uh, because the detail may become a matter of controversy in due course, at this stage, uh, towards the middle of 2017, when you say you had access uh, or didn't have access, what was the position with your access to or possession of, firstly, the devices, such as hard drives or CDs, and secondly, the content of those hard drives and CDs? The, uh, the original hard drive and... Um and the uh, clone were still in, uh, were not yet in my possession. Uh, they were still in the possession of a, the person to whom Stan had given them. And we're uh, not revealing the identity of that person, no, I understand, no. in order to protect his safety and Stan and John's safety. Ab absolutely, yeah. The two hard drives that I had been given, I'd taken one overseas and I'd taken another uh, to Mark Haywood. None of us had access to the content of any of those hard drives. this stage, we only had seen the content of the CDs. On 20 April 2017, did Stan give you information in regard to John? Yes, now I'd known about John for some time, but John was not willing to meet with me um, for, for, for some time. But I was advised then on the 20th of April that indeed that John was now uh, willing to, uh, to meet with me. And we met some time after that. What happened on the 28th of May 2017? But at this stage, things are sort of going along according to, to plan, pretty much. Uh, work was being done by Mungani, and we were doing what was necessary to secure the witnesses. And on the 28th of April, the Sunday Times broke... 28th of May. Oh, sorry, the 28th of May, uh, 2017, the Sunday Times broke the Gupta Leaks story. Um, I got a calls around about midnight on the 27th of May from Brickich, who asked if I had any idea where the Sunday Times had got the story, how they'd got it, um, and whether maybe I or anyone else for that matter, Stan possibly had been working uh, with the Sunday Times and, and given them the, the information. Had but you and Stan been working with the Sunday Times? Absolutely. I was totally shocked and deeply concerned since both Stan and John were, were still in South Africa when, when, that, when that happened. I, so I you, see you, that you, you have the two incidents uh, not in the order, natural order in which they happened, the publication and the call to you from Branco. The call came first before the publication, isn't yes. it? Yeah, the, well, the, what happened was there was publication on, uh, on, um, on, on the um, social media, internet. Um, so 
around about 11 o'clock that night, uh, there was a, an indication of the story. Oh, okay. So, was, yeah. on the 27th in the night, Actually, there was on an the, indication. Strictly speaking, on the night of the 26th, um, before, just before midnight, there was something on, um, uh, on the Internet which, uh, which indicated the story, and then the Sunday Times broke it. But there was a connection. I, I mean, I've looked, and there seemed to be a connection between the breaking of the story and the Sunday Times. Perhaps we should let uh, the chair finish his question. Yeah, Sorry, yes. my apologies. Yeah, no, I was just interested in the sequence because in terms of your statement, yeah. the, 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 the publication by the Sunday Times happened on the 28th of May, but the call to you yes. from Branco was on the 27th yeah. before midnight. Yes, yes. So I was just saying that yes. in terms of sequence, the yeah. call would yeah. have come first and then the publication. Yeah, he but picked, what, yeah. what you have said is before midnight, there was something in the social media which may have exactly. given Branco the idea. Exactly. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you. That is correct. Uh, I asked you the question, Mr. Curran, in regard to whether you had been working with Stan in cooperation or collusion with the Sunday Times. Um, you answered absolutely. Is that what you intended to Absolutely convey? not. No, absolutely not. We had not been working with the Sunday Times, and I have no idea. Um, well, I don't know, let me put it that way, as a fact, uh, how the Sunday Times, where the Sunday Times accessed the information upon which they then subsequently wrote reports. Perhaps that may be explained in the fullness of time. That is correct. This, uh, from your point of view at least, unanticipated uh, breaking of the Gupta emails in the public domain, um, what effect did it have uh, in relation to Stan, John and their families? Well, it caused huge anxiety. I mean, we, it was just huge, very, very problematic. Um, it obviously also impacted on their trust in the process that we were following, uh, their trust in, 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 in what I was doing, and you know, how, how was it possible that this had happened, since from our perspective, this was all being dealt with and managed very tightly by, um, by both uh, the Daily Maverick and Amabungani at that stage. So, and of course also, they felt extremely vulnerable because they were still in the country. Yes. What had to be done? Well, there were two urgent... Well, first of all, they needed to get out of the country sooner rather than later. Again, which uh, was easier said than done because it, by that stage there was plenty that still needed to be, be done in the country. Um, but there were two outstanding matters that now needed to be expedited um, before they... Uh, left the country. The first was obviously before they left, given the objective of this um, exercise, this project if one may call it, call it that, um, I needed to get the original hard drive and its clone into my possession to be helped in, held in safekeeping in anticipation of hopefully a process which might result in investigations into the emails. So that was the first thing that, that needed to happen. 
And secondly, also, I needed to obtain affidavits from both Stan and John. Um, and uh, so those were two things that, that needed to be done fairly quickly. Do you know what the attitude of Stan and John is towards the release of those affidavits to this commission? Yes. Uh, in camera or in open session? Well, maybe firstly the understanding we had about the affidavits. Both of them understood fully that in order to enhance the evidential value of the original, but let me say it was at our, our thinking at that stage it would not be the original because we didn't think that one would ever be able to access anything off the original, but certainly from the clone, um, that the evidential value of those would require supporting affidavits. And um, although I mean, there was certainly reluctance um, initially, both understood that, and I motivated it on the basis that if something were to happen to either or both of them, uh, and or if, for example, they were to leave the country forever and for their own reasons refuse to come back to South Africa to testify that in that eventuality those and only in that eventuality those affidavits would then be used but also they both required to have that sort of two-year period to enable themselves to establish themselves um, before any evidence from them be placed before this commission. Once again, speaking to their own sense of safety and security. So we know then that firstly the disclosure of the affidavits at this stage would reveal their true identity. That is correct. We know too that they do not wish at all costs for this to occur at this stage. It may be appropriate, we know thirdly, that this be done in the course of time, hopefully sooner rather than later. That is correct. Were you told anything then about a second clone of the original hard drive or um, of a clone of a clone? I'm yes. at paragraph 56. Yes. Um, I was later told that um, a good friend of, uh, of Stan was in possession of a second clone, which was the cl a clone of the master clone, of the, of the clone which was taken of the original, right. which had, in our view was then the best evidence. Right. So in relation to both these clones, and I hesitate to use the word cloned copies, but in relation to both these clones, um, what was your view or how were these clones regarded uh, in relation to the existence as best evidence? Well, the clones at that stage, in my view, were the best evidence and that was based on the advice, expert advice I was given that the, it was highly unlikely that the original would ever be able to be sufficiently well repaired to be able to actually then 
once again transferred data from. What happened on the 29th of May 2017? Um, on the 29th of May, uh, Stan handed over to me the original hard drive and one of the clones. Um, he had collected them the same day from uh, his uh, close friend that he'd given them to and who held them in safekeeping from the previous, when he had handed them over sometime, uh, some months earlier. What did you do, having received the original hard drive and one clone? I certainly didn't want to retain possession of them, and immediately on the same day, Chair, um, without them leaving my sight, I took both of those hard drives, the original and the clone, um, which I'd received to the offices of uh, Mr. Greg Knott, who's a long-time friend of mine uh, and who is a partner at Norton Rose uh, Fulbright uh, for safekeeping in their facility, which some of the law firms have, and that is where they were, were taken. What happened then? Well, you know, I think in terms, they were signed for and all the necessary steps were taken, which I think are dealt with in a subsequent uh, affidavit, which I'm not going to speak, speak to now. So formal steps were taken to record their receipt their and safekeeping. and safekeeping and so on, yeah. That is correct, uh, Chair. Did um, you yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you. Uh, you carry on. Did you then proceed to obtain affidavits from Stan and John? I then certainly proceeded to, to do precisely that, and that was done during the course of June, uh, Chair. Are these in safekeeping? Those affidavits are in safekeeping. And I just mentioned I actually had took two originals. Um, so there are two originals. Of, of each affidavit and they are separate so I did that in case they were, comp one, they were confiscated then there'd be another set somewhere else Now obviously in order to respect the integrity of the whistleblowers their wishes and your agreement and understanding with them um, we ought not to say anything about the content of those affidavits which might reveal identity. Absolutely. But are you able to say, having finalized the affidavit, that their contents uh, are consistent with what you've told the Chair today? Totally consistent with what I've told the Chair and uh, much more, that which I have not revealed. Did uh, anything occur in the country at around this stage that allowed you to reach the conclusion that it might be appropriate to release the hard drive and a cloned copy? Um, yes. So when we when I received the possession and placed them with uh, Norton Rose Fulbright, um, the political situation in the country was such that I just felt that uh, one would not, could not make their possession um, 
not, uh, to advise anyone of their possession besides a very small group of people that, that, that already knew. Um, and as I'd indicated earlier, Chair, the consensus which we had and the, the, the whistleblowers and, and me was that you know, if, we, if there was a situation in the country that would arise that might change that, one could then review the position. And obviously we'd hoped that that would indeed happen as a consequence of the publication of the, of the uh, content of the emails.